0: all right everybody ready Mm -hmm. yep hello friends and welcome to Brainworms, the podcast where we talk about fuck i don't know french snuff films do we uh i don't think we've ever discussed a snuff film regardless of locale yeah there was like those two episodes like are you guys blocking
1: those memories out (laughs) that's been redacted
0: i mean yeah i don't know i don't i don't plan these intros i just say things and, and sometimes it doesn't it doesn't work
1: like a french snuff film like
0: a french snuff film uh whatever i'm joe in any event
1: hi i'm david
2: i'm kane and i'm chris and i'm disappointed to be joe's friend
0: <laughs> <laughs> i understand <laughs> i am disappointed to be me so i can only imagine voluntarily associating yourself with me comes with some
1: some disappointment are you still under the apprehension that this is voluntary oh that's fair
2: well when i was outside reconnecting kane's tubes to his to his little locale i accidentally wrangled them like kind of like bunny ears and a message came through and it was a bbc program about worms that infest caterpillars and alter their behavior Do you guys think that's relevant
0: don't listen to the BBC. It's all propaganda.
2: But like, you know, the whole like the thing of like being infested and in, in a parasite influencing your behavior. Do you, do you
1: guys? No, it's it's fine. Don't. don't no, listen no, no, no. That. That's, that's just don't listen to those voices. Yeah. You
0: can trust us. We're not like the others.
1: There are other voices you should listen to. Like Elmo. Um, what? What the fuck is this? Uh, Warrior Wolf Women of the Wasteland.
0: Oh, right. We're talking about a book. Uh, we're revisiting an author from, I believe, our first season that that people seem to. Like. Oh my
2: god, we have seasons!
0: <laughs> yeah, how do you not know that?
2: <laughs> how has no one stopped us yet? This is inhumane. <laughs> I'm just picturing now, like, like uh, Mr. Biden. What? How are you going to deal with the brainworms epidemic?
0: <laughs> yeah, this is like our fuck. By the time this goes out, like our 50th episode, 60th episode. I don't know. We've been doing this for a long time and no one has told us to stop. Yeah, it's crazy. Wait, I'll tell us. Uh, guys, we should stop. Fuck you. Can't stop, won't stop.
2: Kane, when we're done, because of that, set the furnace to like a slow broil. Like, it's going to take longer this time.
0: No.
1: <laughs> slow roasted Kane.
0: I think he's locked us out of all of that equipment anyway, so there's not much I can do. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about Carlton Mellick III, one of the pioneers of the bizarro fiction genre.
2: Which book did he do previously?
0: Uh, he did the the shark orgy book. Oh, that Fantastic yay. orgy. Yay. yay! We're
1: doing another one of his. This one's a novel, though, isn't it?
0: Yeah, this one is a no.
2: novel. Oh, God, is this, is this going to be like a cold welcome to reality that, like, he works with short stories but not with longer
0: ones? We're going to find out. I don't know. But, yeah, he's one of the founding creators of the Bizarro Fiction movement. Which is just writers writing weird esoteric shit. Which sounds fun. Which sounds fun. Yeah. And we're going to read his novel, uh, Warrior Werewolf. What the
1: fuck, David, is this called? Warrior Wolf Women of the Wasteland.
0: Yeah. Warrior Wolf Women of the Wasteland, which I believe are anthropomorphic werewolf people. So Chris should be at least a little bit interested. But yeah, it's a post-apocalyptic anti-capitalist werewolf novel.
2: I'm sorry, Joe. I didn't. I didn't hear what you said about the title. I was too busy knitting my fur suit.
0: <laughs> a knitted fur suit sounds hella impractical.
1: Yeah, for so many reasons. Yeah, and horrific to look at,
0: and itchy.
2: Yeah, the the weird part is that you know we don't have any fibers up here except for the clumps of hair all around not david that doesn't get fully incinerated i have to clean that out of the stuff and start weaving it together
0: i mean between kane and david and i like we're sloughing off bits of beard just constantly so yeah you could probably find the the materials that you need
2: oh yeah it's just it's just weird to go you know what i make all my shirts out of pull that out
0: (laughs) just scuttling along in the the dusty corners, just gathering up bits of a fuzz it's a tiny
1: little broom i mean
0: the idea of clothing is so foreign to right. me
1: that well i mean we don't all have the benefit of a chitinous carapace okay do you know how long it took to grow that uh, well i'm guessing like 39 weeks yeah
0: well i mean given your constant metamorphosis i don't know if it took a year or a couple of days It's hard to tell with you. Yeah, it's taken me like four months.
2: I don't know why we're so afraid of not David. If he has a chitin carapace, all we need to do is import an octopus to eat his juicy
0: insides. Why don't we just boil him and then we can eat his juicy insides? I like this plan. You know what? I like that idea. You guys should come in here and collect me. Open the door.
1: Oh, man. I mean, I would, but I have this book I have to read right now.
0: Yeah, we're very busy. Yeah. No, no, no,
1: just open the door so that you can boil me and eat me. Just open the door. We still have that flood control in there, right? In case the fire gets out of hand? I hope so. Because we could I just, so. like, flood we the, could room just heat and up the room boil yeah. him from wait, there. Yeah. Wait, that wait, sounds wait, amazing. wait,
2: wait. Those water tanks, that was in case of fire?
1: What did you do, Chris?
2: I saw a legion of moon rabbits come and gnaw them off, and it- it it wasn't sabotaged by me indirectly it was the moon rabbits
1: what have i told you about washing your feet in our water supply
2: <sighs> that no one likes the taste of cheese
0: i <sighs> guess we're going to have to amputate your feet like mm-hmm. in misery well first things first you should open up the door <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know when not david said that the first time i thought it was a bad idea but the more he says it the more it sounds like a good idea i mean
0: repetition is like open that. you just the door. say
1: something enough times open the
0: door support our patreon at we give you uh whatever yeah i guess <laughs> i should just tell you to do that go to we give you where you can find our patreon and give us some money to keep doing this i don't know why you'd want to enable that to be honest but people do and and we're glad for them and you can also find our discord server and uh you know some other fun stuff at wegiveyoubrainworms.com give us your money
2: are we sure that those patreon supporters didn't do that once while inebriated and then when they sobered up they forgot about it
0: in at least one case, I suspect that maybe there's there's one of our supporters that might have just forgotten. But, I don't know. Well,
1: I guess we should read a book.
0: Uh, I guess. Did I do everything? Is everything, like, did I do all the things I'm supposed to for the intro? Pretty sure. Uh, I'm trying to find a place to care. Hold on. Uh, fair enough. Nope,
1: don't care. Okay, let's read about werewolves. All right. I'll uh, get to that just after I go open that door. I don't know. I just feel compelled.
0: Don't do it. It's not. It's not worth it. Remember what happened to Chris one. (laughs) I'm sorry. What? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it.
1: Chapter one. The wolves are howling outside of the 300 foot high steel walls surrounding McDonald land. Excuse me? The wolves always howl at this time of day, around the time the sun goes down. I sit on my apartment windowsill, drinking some homemade ketchup wine from a styrofoam cup, listening to the wolves, and staring down at my toes wiggling in the frosty air. Smoke is billowing out of the factories in the distance. Smoke is always billowing out of everything in this part of the country, although I don't like to call this country a country. It isn't as much of a country as it is a city, or maybe kingdom would be the most accurate term.
0: I like the to McDonald's call it McDonald's Kingdom. Yeah, this is what's happening. This is what we're doing today.
2: So is this that little bit in... Remember the movie Demolition Man when they talk about the Franchise Wars? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Is this right after the Franchise Wars? I don't see why not. Or during?
1: Yeah. Do you know that uh, in the US release of that, it was Taco Bell, but in the UK, it was Pizza Hut? Like in Europe and the UK, because they don't have Taco Bell over there? That makes sense.
0: How about the combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell?
1: I mean, that's probably where the world comes together and uh, everybody wins. Hell yeah. After the economic apocalypse, McDonald's took over. There wasn't anyone left to stop them. The government had collapsed. The military was disbanded. The rich had become poor and the poor had become violent. Then the Christian extremists got a hold of the missiles and took out every city they felt was the enemy of their god, which happened to be all of them. That sounds about (laughs) right. (laughs) The blessed McDonald's Corporation brought order to the chaos.
0: Praise them.
1: Surviving the economic disaster and the nuclear attacks, they were the most powerful organization left on the planet. They gathered the surviving Americans together and developed a new country the size of Chicago. They didn't last long, though. A peaceful civilization that they could nurture and protect. They called it McDonaldland. That was nearly twelve decades ago, long before I was born. The citizens of McDonaldland don't live as long as people used to, only about 50-odd years if they're lucky.
0: Because of the cholesterol.
1: So it had been a couple generations since the original McDonaldlandians died off. The Great Wall was built around the city. It wasn't made of steel, not originally. It was made of french fries. (laughs) Nor was it 300 feet high. That upgrade came a little later. The Blessed McDonald's Corporation said that the wall would keep out the unruly outcasts that lived in the wasteland surrounding their country. But the citizens of, citizens of Land soon realized that the walls weren't designed to keep people out, they were designed to keep people in. There isn't anything alive outside the walls anymore, except for the wolves. There aren't any people, not that I would know for sure, because MacDonaldlandians haven't ventured outside the country into the wasteland in a hundred years, but there have been no sounds of civilization, no airplanes flying overhead, no voices, no horns honking, just howling and occasionally scratching on the other side of the barricade, sometimes reverberating through the metal so loudly that I can hear it from several neighborhoods away.
0: It's also what I hear inside of the room that Kane lives in. <laughs> it's, it's a <laughs> lot like that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Real quick, two things I want to say. Yeah. Uh-huh. A, in the many post-apocalyptic movies that I've seen, and all the presented scenarios like like Mad Max and being low on like water is precious and all this and all this stuff, you know, <laughs> none of them have been as hope sapping as it's the end of the world. And all that there is to eat is McDonald's. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I don't know how I would actually do it in a post apocalyptic scenario, but like I'm willing to try. But that scenario is like, God, just kill me now. Secondly, I recently listened to the audiobook of The Jungle Book. Yeah. Uh-huh. And one thing that stuck out to me, and I'm not I'm not saying this intro is bad, it's it's just comparing them. Listening to the opening dialogue between the mother and father wolf and Mowgli's story mm-hmm. and so much about the environment and their living conditions is conveyed in their dialogue alone and I thought it was really really well done there's no narrator telling you what right. it's like in the forest you just listen to them talk
0: yeah like this intro especially by the standards of the things that we read for this podcast this intro was doing its job but I won't argue with you that it's definitely telling and not showing
1: right but anyway my name is Daniel togg. That was also my dad's name, when he was still alive.
0: And my father's father, and my father's father's father, and my father's 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 father.
1: I was told this was going to be about wolf women. You're going to have to calm down, little buddy. I live in the slums of McDonaldland, in the southernmost region of the kingdom.
0: That is the most baby shoes never worn fucking sentence I've ever heard. (laughs) I live in the slums of McDonaldland. Holy shit. (laughs)
1: The walls cast such enormous shadows in this area that not a drop of light ever reaches my home, no matter what time of day it is. It always seems like night. If it weren't for the wolves howling, I wouldn't even know that the sun is setting. Although most MacDonaldlandians consider this side of town gloomy and depressing, I really don't mind the darkness. All the buildings in MacDonaldland are painted bright yellow and red, The colours of the McDonald Land flag. Also the colour of blood and pus. In the sunny areas of the city, I find these colours incredibly irritating to look at. The streets are yellow, the sidewalks are red, the walls are yellow, the roofs are red, the buses are yellow, the cars are red. Even when not wearing their work uniforms, the people wear red and yellow clothing to show their patriotism. The Blessed McDonald's Corporation says that these colours are designed to make you happy, but they do not make me happy. They make me very, very stressed. It is like the city is constantly yelling at my eyes.
0: (laughs) It's a good line.
1: Yeah. I am perfectly happy living on the dark side of town, where the bright colors are dulled by shadows. Outside my window, I try to keep my second pair of arms hidden beneath a rubber yellow blanket. I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Sometimes they have a mind of their own and straighten themselves out when they're supposed to be bent. And start touching my pelvis. If I wiggle my fingers on all four hands at the same time... I'm usually able to get the new arms under control. but are not these cockroaches? Always. It's like cane. Yeah. Right?
0: <laughs> There's some definite parallels there.
2: Wait, are you saying that we should rewire his genetic code to make him a surly McDonald's manager?
1: No one wants that. No. No. No, McDonald's cane is not a road i want to go down
0: yeah yeah i worked in an environment with a deep fryer for a very long time and and i can't imagine kane shouting at me that he needs he needs more fries down (laughs) fries i'm very upset by that you know this is slightly off topic but it is important to note that for the last three weeks when i'm in clone sleep which is when i'm in between bodies yeah how are you aware of that Because I exist in the internet at all times. Stop
2: making all the porn.
0: I've been pushing the thought of hoard gasoline, hoard gasoline, put it in plastic bags, hoard gasoline, and people are doing it. And (laughs) someone in Florida actually blew their car up with it. A fucking Hummer. Mm -hmm. So things are starting (sighs) to turn, guys.
2: (laughs) You know, my favorite part about this whole scare that's going on is like, Look, if the gasoline gets shut off completely, having 10 more gallons of it is not going to save you. No, it's a
0: short-term solution to a long-term problem. If the problem existed, which it did not.
2: If anything, if people know that everyone else is hoarding gasoline, then, like, if things really hit the fan, they know where to go to get
1: more gasoline. (laughs) And that's your house. And gasoline, A, goes bad. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 B. If you store it in something that has even a little bit of water or moisture that gets in there, you're just fucking your gas and your engine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. C, if you store it in styrofoam, you're creating napalm.
0: Yeah, that's an incredibly valid point.
1: Yep, yep. So just fucking don't. I thought we would
2: have learned something about like impulse decisions after the Great Depression. But no, you know, I guess I guess we're just gonna have another. We didn't run learn on, anything on after
1: people hoarding toilet paper. Yeah, I was gonna. I was thinking <laughs> the same thing. Also, for no reason, but it didn't stop them then. People are very stupid. Yes, it's almost it's very as if true.
2: they're like rudimentarily speaking, they're animals.
0: Unless you listen to this podcast, then you're very smart. Yeah, people are and stupid. And Tell your friends to make Persons them
1: smart. Who listen to brainworms are respectable. Listen to brainworms. Right. Listen to brainworms.
0: Listen to brainworms. Brain brain
2: worms. Listen to brainworms. Listen to brainworms. Open the door. Listen to brain. <laughs> open the door. <laughs> Are we just gonna have like like on our on our Discord like a, like a voting thing for open the door, don't open the door, and like let people vote? <laughs> you
0: know what? Yeah, if you if you're listening to this on YouTube or or you're you're in our Discord channel. Go ahead and leave a comment about whether or not we should open the door and see what Kane's doing in there and try to cook him and eat him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you should do those things. Uh, but I also want to pet octopus, so send
1: one of those. Anyway. Not many people are walking around on the shadowed street below, so I believe I'll be safe even if one of the extra limbs are revealed for a moment or two. I'm lying in a hammock that serves as a makeshift balcony although it's only a balcony for one man laying down. (laughs) I made it out of burger wrappers and napkins. If twisted up properly, you can make some pretty strong rope out of just about any paper, even toilet paper, as long as you don't let the rain get to it.
0: I've read a lot of very pessimistic post-apocalyptic fiction in my time, but this is fucking horrifying and I hate it.
1: (laughs) You did this to us. I did. So I would like you to shut the fuck up. I like to make things. That's my hobby. I'll make just about anything I can think of using all the items McDonaldland has to offer. After I relax away today's stress, I think I'll make a new batch of ketchup wine. Of all the things I make, I am most skilled as a brewer of beers, wines, and alcohols. It's a useful skill. Being a brewer in McDonaldland is a terrible crime. It is considered heresy. The citizens of this country are only allowed to consume the items available on the McDonald's menu. All other food and drink is forbidden. You are not allowed to make your own food, and you are certainly not allowed to sell it. Since alcoholic drinks are not on the menu, I have to make it myself, breaking one of McDonaldland's strictest laws. You ever been to a McDonald's where they do serve beer? No, 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 I never have. It's weird.
2: My question is, is the atmosphere among the employees markedly improved? Not really.
1: I can't imagine why it would be. I mean, it was at a zoo. It was a McDonald's at a zoo where they sold beer because they sold beer at basically every place at the zoo. That makes sense. Why does being at a zoo make beer more marketable? Dads. Dads who got dragged out to go to a thing with their young kids are going to have a beer on a Saturday cuz right. god damn it they want to
2: Another question, do animals even behave like animals in a captured environment? Have you
0: never been to the zoo?
2: I don't I don't recall going to a You've
0: zoo.
1: Had a bad life.
2: <laughs> but but do they behave like they would normally behave in the wild?
1: I mean, that's a yes and no. Yeah. Depends on the animal
0: and 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 there there's there's research into like Oh yeah, this animal behaves in a certain way in captivity that's different from the way that it behaves in nature. Like there, there's, there's that's out there.
1: Yeah, and I mean, zookeepers, especially like the Cincinnati Zoo, for instance, does a whole lot of work on trying to make sure that the enclosures are humane are as humane and comforting and familiar right. seeming as they possibly can be.
0: They try to maintain the perfect climate and right. all the things that the animal needs to feel like it's in a natural environment. I don't really understand
2: the the attraction of a zoo if you're not going to watch the animal be an animal.
1: I mean, it's still being an animal. Yeah, it's still doing its thing. You can walk up and stand. I don't know, five feet away from a tiger. Yeah, that's it's pretty cool. Neat. I suppose I should... Well, we're like 15 feet away from a tiger. They can jump real far, so they usually have pretty wide gaps. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose I should try it before I completely condemn it. Yeah,
0: zoos
1: are fun. But
0: no, if you're like a, a 35-year-old dad, and it's like 100 degrees with the humidity, and you've just been dragging your shitty kids around all afternoon, you're going to want to have a beer.
1: Yep, yep. Even worse, I also sell it to people in my neighborhood, which the Blessed McDonald's Corporation believes cuts into their coffee and soda profits. If they found out, they'd probably force me to work a third shift with no pay for a year or two. Or maybe they'd just throw me out of the kingdom, into the wasteland, to be eaten by wolves. But whatever, I don't care. I'm willing to risk anything in order to make my own things. I have yet to risk cooking my own food. But if I could get my hands on some raw ingredients, besides potatoes, I would sure as hell try. The wolf howls can still be heard within the tiny kitchen section of my one-room, 10-foot-by-10-foot apartment. Of course, McDonald's Land apartments do not come with kitchens because of the anti-cooking laws. But they do come with sinks, <laughs> so I built like a McDonald's tiny kitchen <laughs> around the sink for <laughs> brewing purposes. I believe building your own kitchen is also against the law. I learned how to brew from my grandfather. He tried to teach everyone how to brew their own beer and make their own things, but everyone else in our family, especially my dad and my older brother, had no intention of ever breaking the law. He also made his own food because he worked in the warehouse district and had access to all of the raw ingredients he wanted. Because he made his own food, he lived much longer than all McDonaldlandians born in his year. I really liked my grandpa, even though he was only around until I was 11. He brewed beer made wine, wrote books, and made some nice sculptures of boats and airplanes out of straws. I still have one of his straw airplanes. I've seen pictures of airplanes before in history class, and the sculpture was quite accurate, despite the materials from which it was created. Though it couldn't fly.
0: Um, I'm not 100% that it's by design. But the, this idea of being creative or, or you know, making art being an act of rebellion in, mm-hmm. in an oppressive, you know, very capitalist society is kind of rad. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. More
2: or less, I'm digging this so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, real quick while we're paused, I do want to see the crossover cinematic feature of this. But with V from V for Vendetta in the <laughs> enclosure.
0: Fighting the oppressive Land <laughs> yes, government.
2: I desperately want to see that.
1: Yeah, that sounds yeah. pretty good. V versus Ronald. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just, like Ronald's giving a speech and you see a knife barely poke out through his sternum from behind.
1: <laughs> I can only make my alcohol out of the foods available on the McDonald's menu. The factories and farms that produce the raw ingredients have strict security measures to prevent someone like me from getting a hold of them, unless you had a job like my grandpa's. Things like wheat, flour, yeast, and barley are all unattainable, so I have to be creative. Though I do work in the fry chopping plant and have access to raw potatoes, I don't use them. I once stole enough potatoes to make some homemade potato vodka, but it was a pain in the ass, and stealing from work is a risky business, so I don't do that anymore. The first and most important ingredient to brewing is the yeast. Since I can't get yeast from McDonald's, I have to cultivate wild yeast myself. For this, I take apples from the apple dippers, the fruit and yogurt parfait, and the hot apple pies. I soak a hamburger bun in warm sugar water for an hour, then remove the bun and put in the apple. Then everything goes into an airtight container. Every day I open the container and add some more sugar. Yeast will grow and thrive in this mixture. After several days, I remove the apples, and then I have my starter, the last for years if properly maintained. To make alcohol, all you really need is yeast, sugar, and water. The yeast eats the sugar and excretes alcohol. It also produces carbon dioxide, which will carbonate beverages. So I go to any of the McDonald's restaurants, there's one in each neighborhood, and buy any item that is high in sugar, though some of the best items are free ketchup, sugar, sweet and sour sauce, and jelly. Other good ingredients, fruit juices, orange drink, strawberry sauce, tomatoes, hot cake syrup, cookies, and fruit from the fruit and yogurt parfait. My favorite, because it's so cheap and easy, is ketchup wine. I just get some tomatoes, ketchup packets, a little syrup, some apple juice, some of the yeast, and a lot of sugar. This mixture goes into a plastic container with warm water and a straw in it to release the carbon dioxide. Otherwise, it would explode.
0: If you tried this at home, we are not liable for you poisoning yourself
1: trying to make homebrew ketchup wine.
2: Yeah, we're not, but this author is.
1: This is straight pruno, but like legit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you could definitely do this.
0: Yeah, this is absolutely doable in the comforts of your own home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But don't <laughs> it sounds cool but don't.
1: i don't know i'm at first ketchup wine was like god that sounds god awful but you know tomatoes ketchup a little bit of syrup some apple juice david that sounds awful maybe if you upped the apple juice and really cut back on the ketchup then you're not making ketchup wine anymore i mean no
2: but but you, you market it as ketchup wine it sells
1: better I've got a friend that wants to make swine wine do what now pork flavored wine i'm intrigued i don't know how to feel about that no no (laughs) like it doesn't
0: sound good but it does sound interesting
2: also the idea of making beer out of mcdonald's stuff puts me in mind of drinking like ocean water (laughs) just brine
1: (laughs) (laughs) no that ocean water is the soup you get from a japanese steakhouse it's true seaweed soup is just i mean it is just brine it's just ocean brine I've had both. I know.
0: <laughs> you sound really angry about that, David.
1: <laughs> well, I can get ocean water for, well, free if I'm at the ocean. You shouldn't charge me for it.
0: Yeah, but you live in a landlocked state, so.
1: God damn it. You're right. Fuck you, Ohio. Oh,
0: shit. We broke the fourth wall. I mean, you live on oh, the no. moon.
1: The, we're landlocked on the moon <laughs> in what we call Ohio, our moon base, <laughs> Ohio. That's it. Yeah. I really want to w- win a million dollars, by the way, yeah, as that's, an aside. That's, that's fun. Your chances are as good as anyone else's. It's true. Anyone who's vaccinated. Exactly. Once it stops bubbling, after a week or so, it's ready to drink. If put into an airtight container with a little more sugar, the drink carbonates. I call that drink ketchup champagne. Nice. My grandpa used to brew some really good beers because he was able to get his hands on all of the raw ingredients he needed. He had to grow his own hops, which must have been the hardest part. I know they grow easily in this region of the world, but I wouldn't have the guts to grow my own ingredients. Everyone in his neighborhood would buy his beer, and everyone on that side of town was really happy for a while. Then, he was caught and taken away. Other brewers had only been fined and sentenced to work extra shifts, but they made an example of Grandpa. Nobody ever heard from him, ever again. After I'm done mixing together the ketchup wine, I get ready for my next shift. It's shift after shift for me. Every lower-class Landian works at least two shifts a day. The pay is just too low and the cost of living is just too high. But that's the way the Blessed McDonald's Corporation has created it. Oh, man.
2: Can we stop reading the newspaper and get back to the book, please?
1: Since every citizen of this country is employed by the Blessed McDonald's Corporation, apart from children, it's the law, and every citizen rents their home from the Blessed McDonald's Corporation, then McDonald's only has to lower pay and raise rent in order to get more hours out of their employees. But they only do this to the lower class workers, of course. I tie my extra pair of arms around my waist tightly so that they don't move around and keep them hidden beneath my work uniform. The worst possible thing that could happen to me would be for someone to discover my new arms.
2: That's fine. We discovered Kane's new arms and it's fine. (laughs) (laughs)
1: anybody with deformities is instantly taken away without question because the blessed mcdonald's corporation doesn't want any of its citizens to think the deformities were caused by the chemicals that are put into the food which of course they are
0: i should point out that this book was written in 2009 it feels like it was written yesterday it's more yeah it's more effective satire now Yeah.
1: Than it was then. Oh, you mean 2009 when people were arguing for a minimum wage of $15 an hour?
0: Yeah, yeah. Back back then when that was happening then and not now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) On my way out of the apartment, I run into the woman who lives across the hall. Like most women who are out in public, she is clothed from head to toe, covering her face and hair. Her outfit is similar to an Arab woman's burqa, only instead of black, the clothing is red and yellow. The only thing I can see is her demonic yellow eyes staring at me from behind the clothes. She's a Sith Lord. (laughs) I smell things, she says to me. That's what she always says to me. I'm not allowed to talk to her, look at her, or get too close to her unless she speaks to me first. Unfortunately, she always speaks to me. I forgot to take the garbage out again, I say. Sorry. If you're cooking food in there, you'll be exiled, she says. They'll feed you to the wolves. I try to respect her as much as possible, so I do not call her a bitch. (laughs) I'm not cooking food, I say. Not all women are clothed in this manner or need to be treated in this respectful way. Only the women who have mothered children. It is a big part of Landian culture. If you cook food, I will tell, she says. I will tell them to feed you to the wolves. I just nod until she goes back into her apartment and closes the door. I decide it would be best to be late for work. Everyone else is always early for work, so there's got to be at least one person late so that Landon, my boss, has someone to yell at. If Landon didn't have me to yell at, then he probably wouldn't have much of anything to do. Forget the bus. I'll just walk to work. Long walk would do me some good. I gotta go back to that for a second. My God, that's... Wow. That's beautiful satire there. It is. (laughs) If Landon didn't have me to yell at, then he probably wouldn't have much of anything to do. And the concept of I'm an employee, I already know that I'm being terribly abused, I work two shifts so that I can pay my boss my rent.
0: Mm -hmm. It's like the company store taken as far as it can possibly go.
1: Oh yeah, that's precisely what it is, yeah. And just, you know, the, the whole concept of the boss being someone who really their only function is to stand between you and the work that needs to get done. Right, right. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I picked this book because it seemed weird and absurd and that seemed fun. I didn't expect the satire to be as effective as it is. Yeah, no, but it's great.
1: (laughs) Forget the bus. I'll just walk to work. Fuck the bus. A long walk would do me some good. The majority of Landians are either obese or morbidly obese because of their high-fat diet. Not me. I exercise. I don't eat so much, just like my grandpa taught me. We're required to buy at least three meals a day, but I use much of the food I purchase to create my alcoholic drinks. As I walk down the darkened red sidewalk, I peek in at the obese families, gathering for dinner in their apartments, unwrapping their to-go burgers and dripping secret sauce all over their double chins. It's no wonder most Landians don't make it into their 60s. I take the long route to work, on the edge of the farmlands. The section of the city is off-limits to all except the farmers, but I can look through the fence at the fields of wheat. There's a herd of cows grazing in the field, leaving trails of slime behind them. (gasps) The lifeless mooing reverberates through the wheat field. Oh, man. Cows of the past do not look like the cows we have now. They used to have four legs, a tail, and a head. Are they slugs now? Almost like an enormous dog. They used to be able to eat, poop, think, moo, and sleep.
0: It's a cool bit that that cow that just animals apparently are so altered that the only thing that the narrator can do is compare this to the one animal that still looks like an animal
1: right yeah cows these days are more like large mounds of meat with black and white spots their mouths are underneath them so they consume food in the way that slugs consume food by sliming on top of decaying matter and slurping on it oh man their computer chip controls their eating they're not really alive These new cows, as they were originally called, also have small speakers implanted into their backs that give off a pre-programmed mooing noise whenever people come near. This is so that people will still think of them as living creatures instead of programmed slabs of meat. There are also new chickens on the other side of the farm. They look like giant penises. (laughs) (laughs) Although the creation of these new cows was a bit disturbing to most people, there was a race of humans called vegans who were mostly happy about the creation of new cows because it ended the suffering of old cows. Vegans lived a long time ago, before the formation of McDonaldland. They were people who believed that all living things are created equal, and should be respected rather than utilized, so they refused to eat meat or harm animals in any way. They also tried to stop other people from eating meat or harming animals. This was a problem because other people did not believe that all living things were created equal, and they believed that man was on top of the food chain so they could do whatever they wanted with lesser species.
0: This is subtle. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Another problem was that the Christians, which made up a good portion of the population believed that animals do not have souls and were put on this planet by their god so that they can be eaten by Christians. (laughs) Both vegans and Christians were adamant about their beliefs, and there was no way that one group could change the mind of the others. That's the way beliefs work. It seemed like the perfect solution for both groups was to create new cows. It provided meat, and at the same time ended animal suffering. However... Neither group seemed completely satisfied with this solution. That's usually the way compromise works. (laughs) Veganism was outlawed by the Blessed McDonald's Corporation a couple of years after the creation of new cows. The prayer bell rings. It rings five times a day, and all citizens are expected to pray to the Blessed McDonald's Corporation when the bell goes off. It rings at dawn, at noon, at midday, after dusk, and at night. This is the after dusk prayer bell. Nobody is here to see me, so I decide not to kneel down and pray on the spot as I'm supposed to. I avoid praying as much as I can.
2: I do like how this author brought up Christians and vegans in the same breath, though. Mm.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This is quality so far. Yeah. The Blessed McDonald's Corporation created their own religion about nine decades ago. They thought it would be best to do away with all the old world religions and create a new one that was more relevant to modern society. That's why I don't pray. I know the McDonald's religion is completely fabricated and borrowed from other religions that no longer exist. My grandpa told me that the Blessed McDonald's Corporation just combined all existing world religions into one with a McDonald's theme and called it their own religion. The Messiah, Ronald McDonald, was based on a character (laughs) named Jesus, which the Christians believed in, as well as the Islamic prophet Muhammad. Mayor McCheese was based on gods called Yahweh (laughs) and Allah. The Fry Guys were based on angels.
0: Oh, that's so good.
1: The Hamburglar was based on the Christian devil, Lucifer. I forget who Grimace (laughs) was based on, I think it was Jesus's friend, Peter. And so, Lucifer went down to
2: Adam and Eve and gave them the knowledge of the Happy Meal.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Robble, robble. Oh, man. (laughs) Even though the folklore of the McDonaldland faith is more closely associated with Christianity, the practice of the faith more closely resembles the old Islamic religion. Praying five times a day is one example of this. Another is the way that women dress. Of course... It is only the women who have had children who must dress in this way. I realize that my knees are too clean today. In McDonaldland, it is important to keep your knees dirty. This shows other people that you pray long and hard when the prayer bell rings. Clean knees means you're a sinner and probably a heretic. You can get into a lot of trouble and quickly outcast if you're always seen with clean knees. I do what I always do after I skip a pray time. I rub dirt on my knees. Not too much. Just enough to make it look like I pray with conviction. Somebody comes around a corner and sees me rubbing dirt on my knees. I pray that it is not a fry guy. The man is wearing a furry blue suit.
0: Shit. This is very upsetting. It
1: is a fry guy. <laughs> fry guys are not only the angels of the McDonaldlandian faith, they're also a term used to describe the authorities of Land who enforce the laws. Long ago, these people would have been called policemen, security guards, federales or maybe even gestapo they're called fry guys because they are the saving angels of mcdonald land this
2: is this is thing a bit too real is there an eject button for this book
0: <laughs> i mean we've we can call a stop whenever but, i'm enjoying this. but yeah like i'm having a good time
2: can we just ha- like have david make an audiobook
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm not against it at this
0: point <laughs> We have to shriek nonsense over the book, otherwise, it's not legally transformative and we'll right, get sued. Right.
1: <laughs> in the official Bible of the Blessed McDonald's Corporation, which is available in vending machines at every McDonald's restaurant, <laughs> the Fry Guys look like fuzzy blue, red, and yellow balls of fur with legs and googly eyes. In McDonaldland, the Fry Guys are ordinary humans, but they wear fuzzy suits like military uniforms. Some wear red, some wear yellow somewhere blue
0: how are you feeling about this kane how's this going for you
1: i think as a short story this would be great
0: Mm -hmm. because it hits a lot of notes that i'm happy about right but to imagine this as
1: a whole fucking novel it's too goddamn much i'm pretty sure this is
2: just a preamble
1: yeah
0: i mean this is just like we're still in the are we still in the first chapter
1: yeah we are definitely still in the first chapter gotcha
2: but considering the title of this i feel like The introduction is this and the rest of the book is him going to be outcast.
0: This is the first step of the hero's journey. Right. It's just laid on really thick. (laughs) It is very heavy
2: handed, uh, which
0: I kind of like. You're allowed to.
2: There's a certain genuineness to it that makes it charming.
0: Yeah. And and that's kind of Carlton Mellick's thing is that just he's very unsubtle and direct the way that he writes, I feel. And usually I'm kind of critical of that, you know, that's how you get things like empress Teresa, <laughs> but somehow i i don't hate it when carlton Melick is doing it
2: for carlton i think the important element is that you know how whenever i do something stupid and you guys say like it's a good thing you're pretty yeah, yeah. Right?
0: and then we throw things at you or move you to the quiet room Yep. Yeah.
2: i feel like with with this carl guy it's it's a good thing he's not dumb because if he was like slightly less intelligent this would take a completely different tone it would be like oh roll your eyes sort of right thing. but he,
1: he's he's doing it just enough i feel like this guy would be super fun to hang out with sure carlton mellick the third not necessarily daniel or chuck tingle chuck tingle be on our podcast
0: yeah i'd like to get chuck tingle on i would that would really make me happy um this seems like a good note to uh, to stop for now. I feel.
2: Yeah, I hear what you're saying, and that's nice. But uh, the other day, I was looking at a picture of myself, and I enhanced it, and I enhanced it, and then I enhanced it, and I enhanced it again, and I looked at like a little portion of my forearm, and there was like a like a like smaller than the width of a hair was like a serial number. You you, you guys drawing stuff on me when I'm.
1: Don't sleeping? worry about it. You're fine. No, no, no. That that's natural. It comes with age. <sighs> yeah. and we just, we have to oh, keep. Oh,
0: oh, so you all have them? Of course. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. Don't question it. What the fuck? Oh, right. We're gonna we're gonna stop now. I think that was yeah, a yeah. good. Yeah? Yeah. 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 Assuming that Chris doesn't have anything else weird to say.
1: Well, I just mean, keep scratching at that's and it won't a come. Poor with... assumption.
0: <laughs> Certainly. So yeah, I guess I'm gonna remind you to go to wegiveyoubrainworms.com and. uh you can find all of our things there. You can find our Discord Funky Fresh channel that you can talk to us in. You can support us financially on Patreon and keep us doing whatever the fuck this is. I don't know why you'd want to, but you can.
1: You can support us emotionally in the comments.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or or damage us emotionally. We're very fragile. It's true. And the slightest bit of criticism will have a strong effect on our mental health. Uh yeah, I don't know. Whatever. We're
1: sorry. We're sorry.
0: I'm sorry. Uh, I've never been more sorry in my whole goddamn life. All right. Well, That's not true. That's yeah. <laughs> not true. <laughs> God, you're weird. I've done some really awful things in my life. <laughs> <sighs> I've definitely been way more sorry than I am right now. <laughs> it's a mark um, of your character that yeah, you are yeah, sorry about uh, it, I suppose. Yeah, at least the fact that you feel remorse <laughs> now is something. Yeah. Um, if you're not a fucking weirdo and you want to start a podcast, so I don't have to podcast with weirdos, get in touch with me. Because <laughs> all my friends are weirdos. What's that say about you, Joe? That I'm very charitable. In fact, I'm a Christ Christ-like in a lot of ways. You're a Cride Christ, like Cride's like Clydesdale. <laughs> Clydesdale. Um, you're a very beautiful horse. I am. Yes. Whatever. I'm gonna stop recording now. Thanks for listening. We're sorry. <laughs>
1: This has been a production of Brainworms Presents. Any copyrighted content contained within is used for purposes of review. Brainworms podcast is David Combs, Kane Magdalen, Christian Schaefer, and Joseph Wells. The theme music is Hodgepod number One by Brian Davis. If you like what you heard, you can support us and learn about our other projects at wegiveyoubrainworms.com. Or by leaving a review on your favorite listening app. <laughs>